Hello everyone, welcome to Jay-Z and the Amazing Technicolor Podcast. This is episode 5, and as always, I am your host, Jeremy Zerby. We did it, guys. With your help, we actually made this podcast possible. But I do still need more coffee to keep it going, so head on over to Buy Me a Coffee. The link, as always, will be in the episode description, and do just that. Buy me a coffee. The more coffee you share, the better this will become. Sharing. Speaking of sharing, that that makes me think of some things that I've been discussing over at the blog. Culture has changed. When I was growing up, I was taught that we were supposed to help people who are in need. To share with others what we had been blessed with. Now, it seems like helping people has become some kind of character flaw. When we talk about love... We have placed such restrictive limits on it that it no longer resembles what I was taught that love was. Growing up in the conservative evangelical community, I was taught that we were supposed to hold our leaders to a higher standard, or that the pastor was supposed to be, as the Bible stated it, above reproach. Now, it seems like the evangelical community is saying a pastor should be a celebrity, or, if not a celebrity, at the very least a strong advocate for specifically Republican politics. At the risk of sounding like an old guy, I wish we could get back to those basic ideas of helping others, empathy, compassion, and integrity. But it seems like we would rather just treat each other like dirt. It seems like, as a culture, we are more interested in treating others with disrespect. In fact, in a lot of ways, it seems like we have embraced moral decay and lack of integrity as a badge of honor. We elevate the bad. We thrive on disrespect. I follow a lot of different news sources, um, particularly on social media. And I do this for a couple reasons, one of which is that I like to see different angles taken on the same stories. The New York Times, the Washington Post, Axios, they all look at the things happening around us and have their own lean or spin. But I've also noticed that these different news organizations often report on some completely different stories. And I want to know as much as I can about what is happening in the world. A bad habit I have, though, with all of these sources is that I drift into the comment sections. I don't usually comment myself, but I read the things that other people say. And I've made an observation over the past few years. Those comment threads are getting consistently uglier. I mean, you've always had rather lively debates erupt on the internet over certain topics, or you have those armchair experts who think they know more than the real experts. They jump into the chat and they just start running their mouths. But somewhere along the way, something changed 
particularly in the mainstream. And the change can very clearly be seen on the conservative side. So before I go on, I want to make something very clear. Before some of you come and lash out at me about what I'm about to talk about. I am not saying that all conservatives are doing what I'm about to describe. And I'm not saying that it is only conservatives who do this, but rather that the blatancy and boldness about this shift in tone is seen most clearly on the conservative side. And I think there's very good reason for this. You see, over the past decade or so, and escalating more quickly over the past six years, we have seen a rise in far-right violence here in the United States. There's a link in the episode description if you'd like to see those actual statistics. And I believe the reason we have seen such a strong, violent push on the right in the last few years is that they've been, whether intentionally or not, encouraged by being allowed to act in such a way without consequence or calling out. For four years, we had a president who courted these kinds of people for votes. Conspiracy theorists, white nationalists, racists, for these people, they felt that their ideas and actions were being granted legitimacy. That it was okay to act and think the way that they do. Even when those ideas are clearly wrong. So they came out of the woodwork and made their presence known. As a result, others who were frustrated, but maybe less so, fed off of that anger and that outsider frustration and acted in a similar way, leading to the snowball effect of negativity and bitterness. In other words, blatant disrespect has replaced civil dialogue. I don't need to tell you this. But it shouldn't be that way. And changing it is going to require a shift in mindset. I went through a divorce about seven years ago. And it really messed me up for a while. One day in the midst of all of this, I was scrolling Facebook and an ad came across my feed for this book that was supposedly going to change my life. The author claimed that the ideas he'd written were groundbreaking in a way previously unseen. And I could get the book for free. All I had to do was pay for the shipping. When I separated from my ex-wife, it led me into this crisis of faith unlike anything I have ever experienced. I went through a time of believing in absolutely nothing. I thought it was all garbage. 
But eventually, I got to this place where I f still felt like there was something. That there was more to life than just this life. That I was here to accomplish something. And it was at that point that I was scrolling Facebook and there was that book claiming to be able to change my life. That one I could get for free if I just paid the shipping. So I clicked the ad and paid the shipping fee and I waited. The book was The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. And actually it did change my life. While reading the book, I started following him on his various social media channels, and I just, I have gotten really excited about his work. But he helped me to realize that my mindset was way off. I needed to make some changes in myself before I could fulfill what I perceived as my purpose or calling. And I think now we all need to involve ourselves in the same kind of mindset change if we want the ugliness and disrespect to end and true dialogue to begin. And that shift begins by, by first undermining and dismantling the bitterness that has taken root within us. To quote Brendan Burchard, almost all bitterness is wanting someone else to fulfill something for you that you can only give to yourself. Forgiveness, integrity, compassion, love, action. What he's saying is that we become bitter and angry and hateful towards others because for some reason we expect them to be us. For us. And chances are we have no idea that we're even acting that way most of the time. And that is where we need to begin with this change in mindset. We need to start by acknowledging this flaw within ourselves, this lack of self-awareness. Once we have come to the place where we are aware of ourselves, we can begin the process of changing ourselves for the better. This acknowledgement of a problem is the same starting place for any of those 12-step programs that are used for recovery from addiction, and even the three-step plan of salvation that I was raised being taught to share with others. Because before anything can change, you have to admit that there is something in need of changing. As long as you think you are doing it right, or that you don't have anything you need to change, then you never will. Because it's pointless to change something that doesn't need changing. It's that old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Once we've determined what it is that we want to change, in this case, this bitterness toward those who think differently than us, we need to begin the process of actually changing it. Change is always a process. We've heard that so many times that we all tend to just eye roll when someone says it. But we need to be constantly reminded of this. We also need to keep in mind that everyone goes through the change process at a different pace than everyone else. So how do we go about changing this bitter mindset? 
what does that change process look like? The first thing we need to do is we need to set a goal to that effect. We need to target specifically what it is that we want to change. If we are too vague with our goals, we are never going to work towards them. Because unless we are specific, our goals will overwhelm us or they won't motivate us in a meaningful way. We then need to make small adjustments toward the goal. Baby steps. Incremental changes that we build into our lives that undermine the negativity that we are trying to root out. Because trying to understand where others may be coming from is a huge task. Especially if you're the one being controlled by that bitterness and anger. Especially if you're the one being controlled by bigotry. If you're under control of these things, chances are you've been raised in them or have been so fully immersed in them that they've basically become a part of who you are. But like a personal clothing style, it can be cast off. So set a goal of rooting out these negative fixed mindsets and take incremental steps into the opposite. Another part of this process is going to involve redesigning your life. This may mean leaving groups and unfollowing accounts on social media to cutting off certain individuals in real life. This is often the hardest part. After Instagram made some changes to the way they work the algorithm, I began having posts and account recommendations that were absolutely not things that I was interested in, nor wanted to see in my feed. I was seeing them because I was following other similar accounts, or they were posts that those pages had liked. It took a couple of weeks, but I had to track down and unfollow a lot of pages and tell Instagram to stop showing me those things in the first place. And that wasn't an easy task. And this was all because I just didn't want to see kids and their TikTok dance trends. It's going to be even harder if we are talking about pages and people who influence our actual worldview. You may have to stop following the work of pastors and news commentators that you look up to and enjoy. Your entire social circle may need to go through an evolution. But it is vitally important. The key to being successful, though, is to roll this reorganization into your existing habits. Just build this change in. As you scroll social media, for example, just make it a part of your routine to unfollow a page or person who consistently pushes you into that place you are trying to find your way out of. And it may sound silly, but to top it all off, reward yourself for those small successes. Put in front of yourself some sort of prize for finishing each step, each step along the way. And even some kind of ongoing reward for maintaining over time. Once we have reoriented our mindset, we can then begin the process of rooting out the disrespect that we have for others. And once we have ditched that disrespect, we can then begin to have meaningful dialogue and start working together again. That's the goal, isn't it?
working together, helping others, sharing. May we all have the strength and courage to call ourselves out and reorient our lives into ones of respect, integrity, and compassion.